Monday, the end of Monday, thank God, right? Jeez. I had a Monday of recovery. That's for damn sure. Jeez, what's happening? Welcome. Do that. Subscribe, hit that notification bell, do all that. Appreciate you guys, of course, clicking in. Let's talk some uh, movie stuff. Obviously, we got some things that are going to be talked about. We got James Gunn and whatever the hell is happening with the DCU. I mean, it is kind of it is kind of fun that he's now talking a little bit more about that because now the writer strikes over, so it seems like he's just being more vocal about what's being, you know, all that. Anyways, then of course we're going to talk about some Rebel Moon drama, which is more drama for Netflix and not really, you know, Zach or Rebel Moon. But yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about the box office because we had a couple of movies come out this weekend, and uh, we'll. We'll see what the uh, the results were right there. I think you can guess which one took the box office. And then, of course, SAG-AFTRA. That's right, SAG-AFTRA. Now meeting. Hopefully we can do a re- get a resolution going right here when it comes to the actors now that everything else. And we got Soul Forsaker. What a mess. All right. What are you talking about? It's kind of, it's not messy in here. What are you... I, think, I, I think it looks pretty good. I mean, what you can't see is a mess, probably, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, I get what you're saying. You're talking about the DCU. Thank you, Mr. Nobody. Appreciate that. Uh, we got Mr. Phil right here. Good to see you, too, buddy. And then we got Steph. Hello, gorgeous. Good to see you. Good to see you. Howdy, RJ. And then we got Russ right there. Not saying hi to me, but, you know, he's saying hi to the girlfriend, which I guess is fine, you know. It's a high, it's it's a hello by association, I guess. Uh, maybe that's what it is. Who knows? But uh, let's turn that back on. Boop. Let, let it loop. Let it loop. What's going on, JD McGray? What is happening? We got tetanus right there as well. <laughs> and we got, of course, uh, Eric Harboiled. For all Iger's flaws, he's a master of negotiations. See, 20th I mean, I think a lot that. These CEOs, that's how they got where they got to, I guess you could say, right? They get to that point because they know how to go, you know, business deals and everything, so. Hey, plush, exclamation point. What's going on, Cortez? We got Niner for Life right there, thank you. Appreciate that. What is going on, uh, Mr. Axel Droga right there? Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, w Games, who do you think the villain of Superman is? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, if I had to really get, if I had to like, the smart guest would be Brainiac. But I hope it's like a, I hope it's a parasite, you know, or a metallo, you know, I don't know. It's got, it seems like Brainiac is definitely going to have to be somewhere in there. Maybe they could do, start off with something simple like a, uh, a parasite or a metallo. No, Russ, no. Anyways, but uh, yeah, so that's what I would, that's what I would think, I don't know, but we'll see, we'll definitely see when it comes to that. All right, let's go ahead and turn that off, and cheers guys, I'm drinking water. <laughs> because yeah, it was quite, it was quite the weekend, quite the weekend, and again, 
I appreciate the, uh, I know there's people on like Twitter and everything. I, I, I didn't really touch Twitter too much Saturday and Sunday. I like went on for a little bit, maybe here and there, but yeah, it was the birthday weekend and, um, yeah, it was, you know, fun Saturday, fun Sunday. And, uh, yeah, a lot of, uh, a lot of booze was had for sure. So it's like one of those things where we're like, all right, let's, uh, let's just like, let's flush, let's, uh, let's flush the toxins right there. But, uh, fun, great. Got to see, you know, friends, uh, spend time with, uh, you know, family, of course, and, uh, you know, with Miss Nighthawk as well. And, uh, it was great. All fantastic fantastic weekend so i appreciate you guys uh anybody who wished a happy birthday to me uh the big four oh that's right ah my hip hurts yeah i'm 40 years old it's like it's kind of interesting it's a weird thing like huh when you see the those numbers you're like okay numbers interesting it's fine you know i was like wondering it's like more gray hair is gonna start like popping out just like boop, 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 boop. i'm gonna like look in the mirror like the, the day of and just be like boop, 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 and just see like more gray hairs popping out but hey it's just a number, right? Just a number. So, anyways, all right. Let's get into it. Let's get to the tweets right now. Let's get that at tweets. Let's talk about what's happening over in the Twitter world. Uh, do I want to start off with that one? Let's not start. Let's end with that one. I'm going to end with that one, I think. Yeah, let's end with it. Okay, let's start off with this. You know, let's start off. Uh, let's start off with a little Disney. We'll start off with some Disney stuff right here, especially when it comes to Disney Plus and streaming, because obviously, you know, you got um, you got you got some we got some things. I mean, Netflix tried this, but it's just interesting, like what is said right here when it comes to uh, uh, discussing film, and and we're gonna read this right here. So, all right, so we got Disney Plus says they may limit or terminate people's access to the service if they have committed password sharing once the rules against it are put in place. Now, I don't remember if Netflix was, like, threatening this, too. I mean, I guess they would. I mean, if you share your password, you're going to have to, like, you know, they're just going to shut you down. Um, And apparently it did work for them. I mean, I remember, like, the results from the canceling the password sharing actually increased more subscribers but it was just kind of funny just to be like, I mean, it sounds like, I mean, when you, when you use the word like terminate, terminate, they're going to terminate your service. But yeah, Disney Plus, they're all going to do this. I'm surprised it took this long for them to, uh, to, to, to not crack down on this. I'm actually pretty surprised that and it just seems like, I mean, obviously everybody gets all huffy puffy about it. And yeah, I understand that because, you know. You sh- everybody shares their passwords. I know I share my passwords and I've utilized other people's passwords. But, you know, when, when it comes to me, I just I just go, all right, I'll just have it and I'll share them with, you know, family members or, you know, the girlfriend. Hi. Hi, Steph. Anyways, uh, no, but it, I'll share. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, I get it. I get it. We'll see if it works. And then obviously, it, you know, like I said, it worked a little bit. Uh, it l- worked with Netflix. But hey. If it's going to work for Disney Plus, of course it will. It probably will. But it's just kind of interesting because I think one of the things when it came to streaming services, that's what kind of, you know, people liked about it was the fact that you could share passwords and you could have all that. But at the same time, it's like these uh, streaming services are just there. Yeah. 
as uh, much as I hate to uh, talk about it over, 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 over and over again is the fact that it's like, yeah, they're not making the money that they thought they were going to be making when it came to all this. So, but, you know, so expect this. I don't even think, I think after, I don't know, what's next after Ahsoka? I mean, Ahsoka's season finale is this week, right? What comes after Ahsoka? And I'm just kind of wondering, I'm like, maybe I should, you know, I was thinking about just getting rid of my Disney Plus after Ahsoka, to be honest, at least for a little bit. I don't know, I forgot what's next, though. What is next? Somebody tell me what's next. What is next? <laughs> yeah, because I, I can't remember exactly what's... There we go. What is next? Hold on. Pull up the... Damn it. Okay. Loki, that's right. Ah, okay, so I can't. See, that's how they get you. That's how they get you. I knew there was something. I knew there was something. It was Loki. So never mind. I'm not going to cancel my... Di- okay, maybe after Loki I will because Loki, I, I really enjoyed season one. So yeah, I probably won't get rid of it after Ahsoka then. Because, I mean, that's... But that's smart. Good on Disney for being like, all right, we, we're going to end this series and then we're going to go on to this series. So, But then it's like, what happens after that? See, after that, that's when I'll probably be like, all right, I don't need Disney Plus right now. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But, yeah, expect them to crack down on that. They're going to crack down on that. Watch out. Watch out, people. And damn it, guys, did you check out this trailer? The Woo Man. The Woo Man is back. John Woo, baby. John Woo coming back after what? Like, he hasn't made a movie in America in, like, what, 25 years or whatever? John Woo, one of my all-time favorite directors, the, uh, you know, action, doves, slow motion, such classics, hard-boiled, hard target with Jean-Claude Van Damme and that crazy mullet, you know, broken arrow, face-off, of course, Mission Impossible 2, which I will defend the shit out of that movie, I don't care what anybody says, but of course, he has a new trailer and a new movie that's coming out. This Christmas called Silent Night, which has apparently no dialogue. I don't know, but did you guys see this shit? I mean, the the trailer came out today, and it looks like it's going to be one of those. It's got Joel McKinnon, of course, but man. And of course, like, you know, obviously it's one of those revenge stories. Son dies, he loses his voice, so you can see why it's called, you know, Silent Night. But I'm all for this. All for some new John Woo right here, man. It's looking good. It's got some John Woo-isms right there. You know what John Woo does? He likes to do that a lot. He likes to show the reloading of the guns a lot. If you watch a John Woo flick, he very much emphasizes the fact that you have to reload your guns. You know? And a lot of slow motion stuff. I mean, I know we always love that that Zach. Zach, of course, crafted slow-mo to where it is now, but man, John Woo, he was doing that slow-mo stuff just like in the 90s, and it was just like amazing, like stuff like this, you know? Come on, master of action, come on. Look at that, slow-mo, 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 but yeah, this is gonna be a new Christmas movie to add to the rotation of Christmas movies. You just gotta freaking love it, man. So yeah, the Woo Man is back, look at that, look at that. Hits a fire hydrant, come on. Leaves you speechless. Like, I see what they did there, but yeah. See, like, <laughs> come on. Silent night, baby. Ah, I like it. I like it. So, looking forward to this one. And like I said, it's going to be uh, a new favorite Christmas movie. I love how the title 
you know, this whole title card right here looks like a Christmas sweater. Brilliant, with some blood soaked into it. Why not? There it is. Okay. All right. And then what was what is this right? Oh yeah. Okay. And then we're gonna go to this right here. <sighs> I didn't really want to talk about this, but you gotta talk about it because my first re my first initial thought when it came to last night's Sunday night football game, when it came to the Jets versus the Chiefs. Obviously, we know about the whole Taylor Swift and Tra Travis Kelsey thing. We all know that that's a thing. And for some reason, like, well, anybody who watches the NFL is hating it. But at the same time, it does. It is like increasing ratings, which is insane. I mean, it it doesn't feel it, it, it feels manufactured like they're fabricated. I guess you could say like I. I'm not going to go on a whole like conspiracy theory about this whole thing when it comes to Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. As a matter of fact, I'm tired of talking about it. But the fact of the matter is Taylor Swift was rumored or has been rumored to be in Deadpool 3 as the Dazzler because apparently she was rumored a while back when that was going to be the case. She was going to play that character. So when she shows up to the game, who does she show up with? Ryan Reynolds, there he is, Blake Lively. Oh, yeah, there's a Wolverine right there. And then the director, Sean Levy, Deadpool 3. I mean, I think this pretty much, you know, solidifies it. It was kind of funny, too, because it's like, everybody's like, oh, my God, Taylor Swift showed up to the game. And I'm going, oh, my God, Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman. Shows, yeah, I got more excited by the dudes than, than, than the chick. Anyways, uh, but it's true. I mean, I was like more excited the fact that, hey, look at that. We got Deadpool and Wolverine right there. And then there's Sean Levy right there as well. The Deadpool 3 director. So I think we can maybe guarantee that. It's just a fact. I mean, I know apparently, you know, Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds' wife and Taylor, they're, they're like, they're friends. I get that. But it's just, it's interesting when you have also Wolverine and the director of Deadpool 3. So to me, it's just like, yep, it's definitely going to happen. She's going to be in Deadpool 3, and, you know, whatever. It's going to be a cameo. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I know. And then, yeah, Sean Levy uh, posted pics as well. If you go to Sean Levy's Twitter, he actually, uh, yeah, he, he posted pics, group shots and everything. Uh, it was just, yeah. But, that, but everybody, of course, like, they keep on cutting to Taylor Swift, and I'm sitting there going, like, Show Ryan Reynolds, show show Hugh Jackman. I'm, I'd rather, you know, Hugh Jackman. I, it's 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 funny because Hugh Jackman has to keep the Wolverine beard. I mean, I guess it's a little thicker than it than it does than it looked like when it came to the set photos. But he's got to keep that Wolverine beard. Both of them have to stay in that superhero shape. So they're they're still like working out like crazy to keep their superhero shape. So because of the you know obviously the uh, that the SAG after strike. So, but it was just kind of cool to see them there. I was more excited for that. And I think a lot of us were more excited for that and everything. Um, hopefully Travis Kelsey doesn't show up in there. Please, please. <laughs> I'm tired of Travis Kelsey now. He's showing up in all the commercials. If he shows up in Deadpool 3, ugh, no, please don't, don't, don't have him show up there, please. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Yeah, Warner Brothers, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just can't catch a break, can you, Warner Brothers? And apparently this is happening right here. I don't know if you guys saw this, 
But, uh, you know, when it comes to the canceled Batgirl movie, which a lot of us, of course, would still want to see, and uh, maybe, who knows? I don't, I don't think, like, obviously with the whole logistics of how they wrote off the movie for tax pur- purposes, we probably won't see it. But according to The Sun right here in the UK, they said right here, an extra from the set of Batgirl is suing Warner Brothers after suffering extensive life-changing injuries from being hit by a motorbike. What? That's right. Did you guys see this? So the drama when it comes to the Batgirl movie continues. Look at that. I almost died. Batgirl extra suing Hollywood bosses after almost being killed by a motorbike on Glasgow Glasgow set of doomed movie. That is quite a headline right there, but my God. A film extra is suing Hollywood bosses after she was nearly killed by a speeding motorbike on the Scots set of doomed Batgirl movie. Christina Stenovich, Stenovich, 35, said it would have been easier if she had died after... That's morbid right there. Definitely morbid right there. But yes, look at that. So she almost, I mean, my God. The extra suffered a broken thigh, shin, hip, pelvis, and thumb, and a head and a head gash in the film set ordeal. So, yeah, that's not good. That is not good at all. That is not good at all. Jesus. <sighs> so Warner Brothers, again... They just can't really catch a break, can they? They just really can't catch a break. Just like the Seahawks can't catch a break right now. Monday Night Football, it seems like they can't catch a break because it seems like every player is like getting hurt right now. And then, you know, and then the Giants can't catch a break either because uh, their quarterback is just getting sacked like crazy. But Jesus. Yeah. But, uh, you know, so obviously that's coming about. And what uh, Miss Nighthawk is saying right there, she'll be, she'll be paid off insurance that's what's going to be paying her but it's just kind of crazy it's like we're still talking about deadpool or not deadpool we're still talking about batgirl i'm still on deadpool we're still talking about De- uh batgirl even though the movie's like been done and it's not coming out and everything like that but there's still things that come out when it comes to when it comes to batgirl it's crazy just absolutely crazy absolutely crazy and then speaking of the dcu that we're going to be talking about turns out tom king is yes He's been teasing that he's in uh, that he's been involved in the new DCU with, of course, James Gunn. I don't know a lot of people. I know people, some you know, diehard comic book nerds out there. Not really a fan of Tom King. I saw some people. You know, the reaction to this right here. They were like, eh, I don't know about that. I just going like, well, if, if there's a, if there's like comic book authors, illustrators, or anybody that's involved with some of these movies fine or shows because obviously the the green lantern show is going to be is going to be it's going to be a show so but according to imdb pro uh tom king is listed as a uh, confirmed staff writer on lanterns get hyped everyone looks like things are coming together so it shows it right here full cast and crew series writing credits tom king one episode at least so and then of course you got the execs right there just Saffron, Gunn, and Lindelof. So, yeah. So, yeah, some people are like, eh, they don't want Tom King, but I don't know. Is it better than the guy with the ball cap? Is it better than uh, the guy with the ball cap? That's what I'm kind of wondering. And then and speaking of Tom King, that's not even the, the, the only thing that was talked about when it came to this past weekend. There was also this right here. We have a CBM 
We have the CBM, uh, we have the, the comicbookmovie.com that says right here, it says DC Studios rumored to be developing a project based on Tom King's Strange Adventures comic book run. With the WGA strike at end, the hope now is that DC Studios DCU can begin talking, taking shape. According to a new rumor, one idea is to put focus on Mr. Terrific, of course, who's showing up in Legacy, in an uh, adaptation of Strange Adventures. So not only this is, of course, from DCEU leaks, which, you know, you could take with a grain of salt because they've been wrong before. Absolutely. But, you know, you wouldn't be surprised. Uh, but, yeah, that's basically what they're saying right there. Adam Strange is a hero of Ren, a man famous throughout the galaxy for his bravery and honor. Reads the synopsis. After leading his adopted home to victory in a great planetary war, Adam and his wife Alana retire to Earth, where they are greeted by cheers, awards, and parades. But not all is as happy and nice as it seems, as the decisions Adam made during battles on Ren come back to haunt his family and threaten the entire DC universe. From there, his fate rests in the hands of one of his fellow heroes, Mr. Terrific, who must choose between saving Adam or the world. Dun, dun, dun. The critically, critically acclaimed uh, series has essentially uh, an analogy for the Iraqi war with Adam Strange attempting to convince his fellow heroes to get involved with a faraway conflict after he's fooled by bad intelligence and a highly curated view of Rand's story. So there you go. There's a little bit of the synopsis right there when it comes to that. So we might be getting something right here. I mean, I guess if you're going to have Tom King as a part of your writing crew, you're just going to like, hey, let's do this too. You already have Mr. Terrific cast and ready to go. So why not? Why not? All right. What do we got here? That's pretty much it. So we got that. And then did you guys see this? I mean, this is just like something pretty crazy. Do you guys see that the uh, the sphere, the sphere in Las Vegas? They started, you know, U2 is going to have a res residency in Las Vegas doing concerts in the sphere. And did you see these videos that were posted? I mean, this is just in freaking sane. Look at that. What in the hell? That looks like it, it looks like it's a stadium out in like the freaking desert, but it's that's all LCD. It's crazy. That is insane. Look at that. There were so many videos that came out from this this concert. I mean, Jesus Christ. And apparently like the cheapest the cheapest tickets you can get, I looked it up. Cause I was kind of wondering, I'm like, what are the, how cheap are these tickets? Like when you're like way in the back, $300 a piece, which I thought it would be more. I thought they were going to be like, oh, there's going to be nothing less than $500 right here. But I mean, my God, it was pretty crazy. So the sphere is up and running. Just, I just, I'm wondering like which, you know, who, who else is going to show up there doing concerts? Are they going to show movies? I mean, I think they're going to show movies, right? Darren Aronofsky was like testing out some stuff right there. So pretty freaking crazy, man. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. So there you go. There are the tweets right there. Yeah, I don't know. Like $300 a piece. That's, you know, three. it was like 301 I guess you could say. 301 That's what it was. So just absolutely just crazy. Can you imagine just watching like some kind of movie in there or just seeing that background? 
I mean, that's just a trip. Not a bad seat in the house, though. You can get, you could be, like, way up there, and there's just, like, not a bad seat in the house because you're too busy looking at all the visuals. That thing's just, that's, that's just absolutely crazy. Just absolutely crazy, so. All right. Let's talk about the main topic here. James Gunn, James Gunn, James Gunn, James Gunn, James Gunn, James Gunn. Well, Phil, you helped with this. I see you in the chat. Uh, you helped with uh, with some of this right here because you did ask James Gunn. In uh, well, when it comes when it comes to Instagram, you asked James Gunn like, okay, what's what's going to be going on when it comes to the continuity of the DCU? I mean, I think a lot of us are just kind of going like, all right, how? If we have some returning characters and we don't have some returning characters, how is this all going to fit? How are the returning characters going to fit into the world of now? And, and obviously we have James Gunn that, that, re that responded to somebody on social media saying that, yes, he's currently writing Peacemaker Season 2 right now. And we're all just kind of going like, well, I mean, that fit into the DCEU. Now it's going to fit into the new DCU. And, you know, um, what I like about James Gunn is the fact that he does respond to people asking questions because he wants to clarify some things, even though he's not technically clarifying it. Because when you see these screenshots right here, it's technically not even like clarifying. Uh, he just basically just and, you know, what else is he going to say? He's going to say like, uh, yes. So right here it says you'll see in the show. You'll see in the show. So Phil asked. How is that even going to work continuity-wise, considering season one is smack dab in the DCU? So, and then, of course, responding, saying that you'll see in the show. So it is interesting. It is pretty interesting. Because when it comes to Peacemaker season two, I just am giving a suggestion to James Gunn. Don't do it! <laughs> Why? Why? At this point, why do we need a Peacemaker Season 2? Okay, as much as I enjoyed the first Peacemaker Season 1, I enjoyed it. I did. I was actually surprised that I enjoyed it as much as I did. But I think, why even do we need a Season 2? It was like a self-contained story that was a Secret Invasion story that was better than Secret Invasion. You nailed it. It's great. People liked it. Why do we need a Season 2? I don't know if we need a season two, to be honest. When you're trying to build a new universe, why, why waste time on a Peacemaker season two? I mean, I just to me, it just seems like the focus needs to be on, you know, the bigger characters that you're setting up in this new universe. But then at the same time, I get it. You got other people that are going to be working on the other characters, sure. But at the same time, but I, to me, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm okay with not having a Peacemaker Season 2, even though I enjoyed the first season. I just don't... I'm like, where are you going to go with the next one? And especially when you're building another universe. I could see Peacemaker showing up, maybe, in something else, sure. But to do, like, a dedicate a whole other season? I don't know. I just don't know. And I know, like, you know, the, the, they released numbers, and they, they talked about how fantastic it did. But, you know, obviously they fluffed the numbers, as all the freaking companies do. Uh, but, you know, of course, word of mouth and uh, social media, a lot of people enjoyed Peacemaker season one. But I'm just kind of going like, why even like put any focus on that? Do we really need it? Is it really needed when this this universe needs to be successful? There's a lot riding on Superman Legacy and what it 
what that's going to, of course, be the foundation for when it comes to this new DCU. I just don't think like focusing on a Peacemaker season two is really the way to go. I mean, I get like the Waller, the Amanda Waller series. That's that looks that that could be something pretty damn interesting right there. You could do a lot with that. Sure. And you have Viola Davis. Fine. Maybe it's that whole thing where it's like, oh, they got John Cena and they might as well utilize him as much as he can, as much as they can. But to me, I'm just kind of like, what the hell? But then it's like, all right. So are we going to have some theories? Oh, my God. Touchdown Seahawks. That was quite a touchdown. They, they don't even have their quarterback in there. That's crazy. But uh, anyway, so when it comes to Peacemaker is the Cleveland show of D.C. Well, I know. No, it's not. It's not the Cleveland show of D.C. Jesus Christ. That's a bad. That was a bad comparison there, Droga. But um, um, no, but it like so um, what was I getting with that? Um, hmm. I wanted to get your guys' theories. So go ahead and post your theories of like, how do you think? Because obviously at the end of the, the first Peacemaker, the end of the first Peacemaker, uh, you know, season one where the Justice League showed up and we saw like the silhouettes of Wonder Woman, Batman and Superman. And then, of course, we had Jason Momoa and Ezra Miller doing that joke. And to be honest, I didn't really to, to be honest, I was like, they didn't have to incorporate the Justice League. I thought they didn't have to incorporate the Justice League. But do you think that the way that this is going to, I mean, to me, I was thinking about this today. I was like, all right, how do you incorporate how it's going to fit into the new DCU? Do you just assume that people are just going to be like, oh, whatever. And then maybe they'll have like a Superman cameo from David Cornsweet. Is that going to be, is that what's going to happen? Is there going to, because obviously we didn't see who the Superman is. We just saw him flying in the sky, hovering in the sky. And they could just easily just do that because of that. Or are they just going to take the approach of like, hey, there's no, you know, yeah, there'll be something in the background. There'll be some Easter egg thing or whatever the hell. But I think because because of those cameos in the first one that I don't know. It's just what are you guys thinking here? Batman wasn't there. Batman wasn't there. That's right. He wasn't there, but he was supposed to be there. That's right. That's right. He was supposed to be there because they had an actor in the tactical suit, which was weird. Yeah. John Cena should have been Shazam. No, he shouldn't have. That would have been dumb, too. Um, Batman wasn't there. Peacemaker 2 is fine. But can he just pass it off to different uh, different director? He needs to learn to delegate. Well, I, I'm sure he's going to have different directors like directing the shows the episodes he might direct like the the first episode but i don't think he'll probably direct all the episodes but he is a writer on it so what you guys got to realize too is like you know one of the things is like uh james gunn yes is going to be doing a lot of writing for this because they already you know he's already being paid to be the ceo and you pay a creative you might as well utilize that creative as much as possible so then you don't have to pay more writers I mean, that's basically, I mean, that's the way I always looked at it right there was the fact that it's like, you know, you already have him. So utilize him as much as possible because that's going to save money. It's actually, that's what I thought was smart about getting James Gunn, a director, writer, director as part of this, because then they could save money on hiring all these other people to be involved when it comes to that too. So 
uh, I'll probably be like, uh, it'll probably be like Wanda, uh, WandaVision with Quicksilver and we'll get a line from Peacemaker saying, does the Justice League look different to you now? Yeah, it could be something like that. Maybe. There has to be some kind of event that transitions old characters to the new universe. I mean, this is what's intriguing about it to me because I'm wondering how he's going to make it fit now. Because, I mean, obviously, like I said, we only got the uh, the faces of Ezra Miller and Jason Momoa. We don't know what's going to be happening with Jason Momoa, even though we have our theories when it comes to that. Ezra most likely not coming back to be the Flash because of everything. Um, so, yeah, it that's what's so interesting about this and um it does make me intrigued and that's why it's actually smart that james gunn's like hey you gotta wait till you you know wait till the show comes out and then you'll see how we fit it but it's like okay so we just gotta wait we gotta wait and wait and wait but uh you know i just don't see like why even why even care why even care about a peacemaker season two right now you know why even care about that because nowadays, people just stop giving a shit after a little bit. And Peacemaker Season 1 came out, what, last year? By the time we get Season 2, I just I think people are probably not going to give a shit anymore. So why even focus on that? You can still have John Cena and the character show up in one of these movies, you know, whatever the fuck. But why even give a shit about that when everything... I mean, obviously, other people are writing Batman and Lanterns and all that. you got other people tasked to do that. But I just like, why even focus on a Peacemaker Season 2? I just that's I just think that they should just, you know, no one's going to care if there's a Peacemaker season two. I think a lot of people just enjoyed it. It was self-contained. It didn't like have a cliffhanger ending. It just kind of just ended. You know, it ended. It was like a nice little story right there. So why even continue? No cliffhanger, no nothing. I don't think there's a reason why they actually should continue. It's not. Knowing Gun, it'll be integrated into a plot how the continuity shift worked. Hopefully this is just Gun finishing up Peacemaker's DCEU storyline and then moving on. Honestly, Cena would make a great Guy Gardner. But yeah, but they already got somebody as Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner so obviously that's not going to happen. Um, yeah, I mean, it could be a DC Elseworlds. And obviously there's going to be a whole multiverse thing that's going to be incorporated in this whole thing too, which is fine. Just don't go as hard into the multiverse as Marvel is currently doing it right now. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, uh, it's, yeah, it's interesting. I'm just, that's what's got me intrigued. So I'm like, okay, but it, it could just be a very much, it just very much could be its own thing. Oh, Amanda Waller being exposed. Oh, yeah, but that's not that much of a cliffhanger. To me, that's not that much. It wasn't as much of a cliffhanger where it was like, okay, you have that, but that could be that could also be tackled in the Amanda Waller series. You got to remember that there's Amanda Waller series that are that's coming out, and that could very much be that whole thing about her, about her daughter. That could be that could be a, approached in that series, and so so there you go. You don't really need. You don't really need other things, you know, when it comes to not only is Amber Heard in Aquaman 2, it's her last movie ever, and she's in the film for 10 minutes. It's her last, well, she's got another movie that that's also coming out, some horror movie, so, that, that she probably shot after Aquaman, because Aquaman was shot like two years ago. Ridiculous, just absolutely ridiculous. I don't know, we'll see. It's intriguing, but uh, that's what's happening right there, so... I don't know. I don't know. 
everything's so up in the air, which is partially that's what gets me more intrigued. Is like, okay, how are you going to pull this off, Mr. Gunn? What you got? How is it gonna? How are you gonna pull this off, Jimmy? How are you gonna pull this off? That's what has me intrigued when it comes to this. All right. Going to the next topic. There's some like there's some friction going on in this game right now. I tell you what, man, it's only the second quarter and they've like there's been injuries, there's been fights. This is this is an intense game right here. <laughs> and the Giants quarterback is just like what? He's like not having. Yeah, I don't know. He's having a tough game. He definitely is. So pretty crazy. Netflix sued over Rebel Moon. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, my God. What is going on here? Jeez. Total. Like, when we saw this, I mean, I think a lot of us were just like, oh, what's what's happening here? Like, this is not good. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. But, uh, you know, this is like just the whole thing where it's just like when we saw it, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. We, we want to make sure Rebel Moon is coming out in December. We want to make sure that everything's cool. Zach, we're all, you know, fans of Zach here. So, like, uh, please don't let anything happen to this right here. But this is more of a Netflix thing. But first I wanted to talk about uh, a thing that Zach actually posted today, which I thought was pretty cool. And a lot of us saw it earlier today. If I can get back to, uh, hold on. Damn it. Yeah, my little, I, I still haven't fixed this thing yet here, but let me do that real quick. There we go. All right, here we go. But Zach posted this. So here we go right here. Zach tweeted this out. Got something new that's happening right here. I am a proud dyslexic. And to me, dyslexia is a point of view. I have joined thousands of other dyslexics around or from across the world in uh, Dear Dyslexia, the Postcard Project, an initiative by uh, Gershon I. Gershini Agency that invites dyslexics to change the world's perception of the learning difference. Learn more and send your own postcards. So there you go. So anybody who uh, suffers from dyslexia, um, you can do something right here. It's a it, dyslexia is a point of view. You can have your own. You can have your own postcard. So, you know, I mean, Zach has talked about his dyslexia before, like on streams and interviews and whatnot. But it just kind of shows you like, you know, you can overcome it a little bit. I mean, I think some people, you know, I sometimes I even feel like sometimes I, I don't read things correctly and process things correctly and spellings of words. It could be a, it could be a struggle. And a lot of people struggle with it. It's a part of, you know, it is a thing. But I like the whole thing. To me, dyslexia is a point of view. So good on Zach for doing that. Really like that. Really like that a lot. Because, you know, just shows you how awesome Zach is right there. It's really cool. Really cool. And then, okay, and now we're getting into uh, the article right here that came out. This was last week, of course. This was a few days ago. But Netflix sued over canceled game deal for Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon movies. Yikes. Netflix has been sued for breach of contract by a company that was creating a game based on the forthcoming Rebel Moon sci-fi films by Zack Snyder. In a lawsuit, Evil Genius Games said it had begun working with Netflix in early 2023 to develop a tabletop role-playing game based on Rebel Moon with a delivery date to coincide with the first film's streaming release on December 22, 2023. 
Evil Genius paid Netflix for a license with an agreement to share profits. But earlier this year, Netflix terminated the deal, alleging that Evil Genius violated confidentiality agreement for Rebel Moon per the complaint. The lawsuit filed Thursday in U.S. District Court in the Central District of California seeks unspecified monetary damages. Snyder is not named as the defendant in the complaint, which is good. A copy of the lawsuit is available, of course, right there. Netflix, uh, of course, denied, declined comment. Our aim is to ensure our team is recognized for their fantastic work and that we can release this game for millions of tabletop RPG enthusiasts to enjoy. Evil Genius, of course, CEO David Scott said in a statement, it's disheartening to see Netflix backpedal on content that was jointly showcased and had received their prior consent. We urge our supporters to contact Netflix and Zack Snyder to push for the release of this game. So yeah, not too great, not too great. It's nothing against Zack, this is more Netflix being dickheads. Separately, Netflix has a deal with San Mateo-based Super Evil Megacore, uh, which I think is what was mentioned when, when we saw the trailer and everything, to develop a four-player co-op action video game set in the Rebel Moon universe, which will be available exclusively to Netflix members. A release date for the title hasn't been announced. Snyder said in a podcast in uh, March of 2023 that a tabletop game based on Rebel Moon was in the works, lauding uh, the work of evil, evil Genius team of creators, according to the game's Company Evil Genius agreed to pay Netflix an upfront licensing fee of $7,500, followed by payments of $7,500 by February 1st of 2024 and $10,000 by February 1st of 2025, as well as the share profits derived from the license articles with Netflix. According to the lawsuit, Evil Genius halted other projects to focus on the Rebel Moon game. By May, Evil Genius said it had produced a 228-page world Bible, which vastly expanded the universe, of course, which we heard about the Bible. Zach talked about the Bible. He created... It's kind of an interesting thing because they're making it... It made it sound like it was mainly them creating the Bible, but I think it was it was a collaboration. And, you know, because Zach has talked about the Bible, for sure. A 430-page player's guide and a 337-page game master's guide so they came with that but of course i think like zach and his people created more of the bible because they did talk about that according to the lawsuit the initial script for rebel moon was missing background information vital to the story as a whole and uh and to the world and evil genius filled in all the missing pieces along with a cohesive backstory for the entire rebel moon franchise i mean to me i mean to me, I was like, uh, I think that was already covered when it comes to that. Why does he call it a Bible? I think it's just because, you know, it's like a, it's like referencing that. You're, you're talking about, you know, because when you see the Bible, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like a, a guideline for life, I guess you could say, or, you know, the world. It's a world perspective, maybe. I don't know. I'm not a religious person. So, uh, but I'm just saying like, you know, I think like just titling it a Bible sounds kind of, it sounds cooler than like a guideline or, you know, uh, I don't know, just or just saying it, calling it a book. I don't know. To me, that's just Bible does sound pretty good. It does sound pretty good. Uh, was I skipping and jumping right there? Hopefully not. 
on May 20 I love how yeah okay you guys see all the you guys see all the ads that are flashing up here they they know I drink a lot of whiskey I think Variety and all these ads know that I drink a lot of whiskey this weekend they're showing like Jim or Jack Daniels freaking ads they're like come on Dave don't take a break you want to drink more whiskey don't you I just thought that was funny I'm like yeah I should get an ad blocker, I know. Netflix terminated the agreement with Evil Genius, claiming Evil Genius had violated confidentiality, blah, 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 blah. Two weeks later, Netflix notified Evil Genius that all of its work on the project belongs solely and exclusively to Netflix. According to the lawsuit, it became clear that Netflix was simply using the alleged breach and termination to hijack intellectual property and prevent Evil Genius from releasing the game. So it, it just... So basically, guys, it's Netflix. It's Netflix. It's not Zach. I know some people were, I saw some people on the timeline trying to throw Zach under the uh, the bus, but it's like, no, he's the creator of all this. You know, obviously he wants to expand this world. He is like, he is trying to expand this world as much as he can and do what he can. But when it comes to like some, you know, business, you know, and who's handling this, who's handling that. That's what sucks about this whole thing. It's like, you don't know. And I think like there's been some struggles when it comes to Zach and companies and certain things. I mean, again, I mean, we, when was the last update we heard from when it comes to Las Vegas and all this? And I remember hearing things when it came to animation studios. I mean, that's the struggle that's happening right now because of how everything is, the mess that everything is when it comes to entertainment and what's happening with companies and whatever. So, oh yeah, you can have it. You can have it called that too. I mean, I guess if you want to have it called uh, uh, a Rebel Moon cheat sheet, sure, that could be something. Am I like bouncing up and is my thing like is this everything looking good? I don't know. I was like making sure I, I'm looking at the playback. Is am I like jumping and skipping and stuff like that? I think it was like yeah, that's, yeah. I think I'm kind of like skippy and jumpy a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, I think we're good now. I think it was just because it, it was all it was because my computer was getting drunk off those Jack Daniels ads. That's what was happening. That's why if if it was looking okay, maybe it was just my computer looking at the playback. But I thought it was like, I thought it was getting all like jumpy and skippy right there. And I was like, man, my computer's drunk. Jeez, what's going on with my computer? So, but like I said, I fixed that issue that I was having like not too long ago. So, but yeah, it could have been called a Rebel Moon cheat sheet. So, but you know, yeah, now. So hopefully it doesn't affect anything when it comes to, uh, when it comes to Rebel Moon. So. I don't think it will. I think everything will be all right. But there's always going to be some headaches. There's always going to be headaches when it comes to this. But box office. All right. So we had, I forgot we had, I forgot we, they tried to uh, coin, when it came to the box office, they tried to coin because they were trying to do a Barbenheimer thing. They were trying to do like uh, uh, Saw Patrol, Saw Patrol, as opposed to, you know, because obviously we had Saw coming out and Paw Patrol coming out too and uh yeah i mean i think you can guess like uh which one won i mean obviously when it comes to the creator that's what i saw on thursday i enjoyed it a lot yeah i have some gripes about it for sure which i talked about on the vodka stream and we uh you know some of us talked about it but um for the most part i thought it was a a really good movie really enjoyed it really want to watch it again just uh but yeah i just had some gripes when it came to characters and whatnot but when it comes to the box office of course Paw Patrol wins, but Saw X beat out the creator, but not by much, which is interesting. 
I don't even know what the blind is. That also came out, but I have no idea what that was. But what is the blind? What I don't even yeah, is that like in a religious movie? Is that one of those religious movies? I don't know. You know how like yeah, who knows? I don't even care. But yeah, Paw Patrol wins the box office with twenty two point seven. Which, of course, kids' movie, that's what's going to happen. I felt sorry for Scott, Mr. Scott McClellan. He wanted to see the creator, but, of course, he has kids, so they went and saw Paw Patrol. I think he saw the creator eventually, but yes. So, yeah, Saw X, which I want to see. I will see one of these days. I thought about seeing it today, but I didn't. Um, but, uh, yeah, it made 29.6 worldwide currently. And then, of course, you got the creator right here. Click, click, click. Uh, it made 32.4. So actually worldwide, the creator made more than Saw X. That's pretty cool. So at least there's that, you know? And, you know, some people are like, you know, like, you got to go see Saw X. I was like, yeah, I want to, I do want to see it because I do like the Saw franchise, but there's been 10 movies. There's been 10 movies. And to be honest, I don't remember anything after four, to be honest. I remember the last one, Spiral, that came out with Chris Rock and Sam Jackson. Didn't really like that 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 movie that much. To me, it didn't feel like a. It, it felt like, I mean, it was like a spinoff. I guess they're trying to make it a spinoff, and it just didn't really work for me. So obviously, they brought back you know they bring back uh, uh, Tobin Bell uh, you know to play Kramer again, John Kramer. So I mean, obviously, this is like one of those. Yeah, we're going back, and a lot of people are saying it's the, it's one of the best. It's the best sequel in the franchise. I kept I kept seeing that like crazy on the timeline, uh, ever since like you know last week, where people were just basically saying like, oh yeah, it's the best sequel in the franchise. So I'm like, all right, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'll check it out one of these days. But yeah, I just didn't catch it. I'll catch it when it comes out on video. But go see the creator. Support original. Content, especially original sci-fi. You know, we're talking about Rebel Moon. We can, you know, come on. Let's talk about, yeah. Let's let's support original content. SAG-AFTRA. All right, so they met again today. SAG-AFTRA. Uh, let's see, we got a couple of things here that we're going to look at. Um, we got this right here. SAG-AFTRA releases a statement. So we have a statement released by SAG-AFTRA. That we'll look at first and then of course there's like a little article that came out talking about who was present at these negotiations today to our fellow sag after members today we go back to the bargaining table to fight for the contract you deserve as we negotiate we ask you to not let up keep turning out in full force on our picket lines and at solidarity events around the country, let the AMPTP hear your voices loud and clear. It makes a difference. You make a difference. We will continue to com communicate updates with you directly. One day longer, one day stronger, as long as it takes. So there you go. Negotiating committee. And then you had this article right here. Studio CEOs return to bargaining table with SAG-AFTRA. Four leaders who expedited talks with, uh, with uh, the Writers Guild of America will present at the Actors Union's headquarters Monday. So, of course, you know, the big four right here. When it comes to Ted Sarandos, David Zaslav, Bob Iger, and, uh, and Donna Langley. They all met again today. I tell you what, man, look at that. It's like every ad is about Jack Daniels. God. 
even even like uh see it like the it just the uh the out in the ether the the internet just knew i drank a lot of whiskey over this weekend anyways they're back some of hollywood's top leaders of course all the ones i mentioned are attending Monday's negotiating session of SAG-AFTRA National Headquarters on Wilshire Boulevard. The Hollywood Reporter has learned the Performers Union noted in a statement on September 27th that several executives from member companies of the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers would be attending, though the union at that point did not specify who. The leader's attendance... Raises current hopes widespread in the business that the two parties can quickly close a deal. The presence of Sarandos, Zaslav, Iger, and Langley during the denouement of the Writers Guild of America's negotiations was essential to reaching their eventual tentative deal on September 24th. So they're really hoping to squash all this stuff right there. I'm not going to go over the entire article. From what I heard, from my information, from talking to my little source, my buddy from that world, is it didn't go well. <laughs> of course it didn't. Why would it go well? Huh? I mean, it didn't go well. But just like when it came to the Writers Guild, I think there's like uh, when things don't go well, when things when we hear about this and then we hear maybe like especially when I hear like things didn't really go too well and they didn't reach a deal yet. It's all tactics. It's negotiating tactics, you know, and I think, you know, obviously when it comes to all this studios do have the upper hand. We have to realize that they do have the upper hand. But at the same time, we, you know, they still need, obviously, these people and these, you know, they need to because uh, things aren't still back to normal. They need to get things back to normal. So, like, I'm not too sure exactly, like, what, like, what didn't go well. But, of course, there's always going to be those things where it's just like, if they don't come up with a deal, like, as of today or whatever the heck, something might be figured out by this week, for all we know, because obviously, again, it's all about negotiation tactics. I mean, I think like somebody in the chat earlier talked about Iger and how that's how these guys get in their positions because they know how to do the deal. It's like that whole I what didn't Trump like Donald Trump like a long time ago write a book called The Art of the Deal because, you know, some of these guys they just know how to do like the deals and stuff like that. They know the tactics. So, but hopefully when we do hear about the deal just like we heard when it came to the WGA the only thing that would word that was that I thought like or when I was having conversations with people about the deal with the WGA is like, well, there's not going to be as many. There's probably not. I mean, when it comes to projects, I mean, with the pandemic, Netflix and every all these all the companies were just pumping out projects like like crazy. Obviously, that's going to be scaled back. So then it's like, OK, yeah, all the everything's looking good right here. But some writers are probably it's going to be hard to get some writing gigs because they're going to scale back on all the content that they're going to be pushing out now obviously because the streaming services aren't making the money that they should that's why you know like disney plus we talked about earlier that they're going to be like hey we're going to end password sharing just like netflix already did and all of them are going to end up doing that but uh we'll see what happens i mean hopefully like after today and whatever was proposed or whatever was like held back and whoever like held strong we might hear something maybe by Wednesday too, like we heard last week. So we'll see, but let's hope. Let's just freaking hope. Let's just hope. Let's hope that they come to a deal and we can end this and we could just go back to like hearing about new projects and having discussions and everything like that. 
how we doing out there, guys? Uh, I don't know what's going on with the football game. For some reason, my sling TV that I have just... I know it was like halftime, so... Hey, Mama Film Chunky's here. Good. Okay, did you text? Okay. Because Mama Film Junkie right now is currently... She is currently on a, a trip right now, so... And of course, you know, being him, she's going on a trip. So I was a little worried, you know, but uh, glad to see that you're you're there, Mom. Ah, and thank you again for dinner and everything. She's in Utah right now. There you go. She is in Utah. So good to see you. All right, let's get to the Twitter questions. Man, I'm drinking all this water right now, so I'm like, oh boy, I'm doing my pee-pee dance right here. But I did want to, uh, before we... Before we do actually go to the questions, but uh, I wanted to, this is something I want to talk about. We talked about it on the uh, the Vodka stream, but I wanted to, uh, like, let's just talk about it again, bring it up, because a lot of people, of course, were talking about it. They were talking about it. We were talking about it, like, you know, this past weekend, and I got people's thoughts on this little rumor right here when it came to Wonder Woman 3. That's what I have to say about this. Obviously, we have, can we get some toast? Scooping. Scooping. If you guys want to know what Scooping 101 is right here, this is what it is right here. Scooping. This is Scooping 101. Scooping 101. Obviously, I posted this right here. I wanted to get everybody's thoughts. And I, all I said was thoughts. Because I saw it and I went, ridiculous. Scooping 101. Patty Jenkins' take for her canceled Wonder Woman 3 with Gal Gadot was set in present day of the DCEU after Justice League and her cameo in The Flash. You just took something obvious and you repackaged it and put it into a tweet to make it seem like a scoop. Wow. I think anybody could have figured that one out, that it was going to be present day and it was going to occur after Justice League and The Flash. Oh, 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 let's let's double down. Let's double down on something else fucking obvious. It would have featured other DC characters, one of them being Ben Affleck's Batman. Well, shit! Crazy! You're telling me that Ben Affleck's Batman might have been in this thing, too? What? I am so shocked. I'm so shocked. Scoops. This is how you this is how these motherfuckers do that. They they craft their tweets like that. I mean, I'll give it to them because the fact of the matter is, especially the way Twitter is now, I mean, at, at this current time, with the, when I took this screenshot, the views on this post was at 65, over 65,000 views. It's probably in the hundreds of thousands, 200,000. Who knows how many views it has right there. Very easily, anybody, I could have crafted this easy. I could have said, scoop, Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman 3 was going to take place in present day. And then I could have said like, and Diana was going to use her sword and lasso at the same time. <gasps> what? Ridiculous. Yeah, Ben Affleck's Batman. Yeah, it's going to be. And it's kind of funny, too, because I, when I was getting everybody's thoughts on this whole thing and you could go and look at, you know, people underneath and everything, I would like, you know, we could have had it all. What does this even mean? So somebody said we could have had it all. What, what are you even talking about? Could have had it all? What? What's all? Because a lot of people complain, just like like when it comes to The Flash, they complain about the Justice League, you know, the opening Justice League 
scene being dog shit. Odds are this one wouldn't have been that great either. <laughs> it's just, you know, and I even asked, like, what, what, what? Ugh. Ugh. That's what I say about that. But I'm like, come on, guys. Very easily to figure that out. And then I'm just kind of wondering, too. I'm like, well, okay, so at the end of The Flash, Ben Affleck's Batman was supposed to be lost in time. The original idea was he was going to get lost in the multiverse, and there was going to be that whole thing. And then, of course, they did the switcheroo thing where Michael Keaton's Batman was going to be in the universe with Ezra Miller's Flash and I'm just kind of like, all right. But then at one point, they were going to switch it again. I don't know. Everything was just, uh, you know, you want to talk about a mess. I mean, the th every, everything was a mess when it came to even prior to this. But at the same time, I'm like, I thought everybody wanted like a, uh, a regular just Wonder Woman story, present day. Maybe have a, a villain like Cersei or whatever the hell just like showing up. And it could be something cool. But yeah, there could be an incorporation of like maybe a Superman, maybe a Batman. I don't know. To me, I'm just like, ugh. Ugh. <sighs> Yeah, so I just wanted to talk about that because it's just ridiculous. I mean, that's that's scooping one-on-one right there. They're taking obvious shit. These scoopers will take obvious shit. I'm not I'm not saying that sometimes they get information, sure, but they just took they took two obvious pieces of information and repackaged repackaged them into a new like tweet and a new scoop or whatever the hell. So it's dumb. So who cares? Who cares? But it was just funny seeing people's reaction because a lot of people were, you know, I wanted to get people's thoughts and I was responding. I was like, what, what, what? There's no plot. People were saying that this is the plot. What's the plot? What's the plot here? There's no plot. I saw people talking about Wonder Woman 3 plot. What's the plot? Present day after two other movies, which is obvious. And it might have, you know, it was going to have other Justice League members in it. What's the plot? There's no plot. There's no fucking plot here at all. If they would have put some kind of plot where it had like the villain or, you know, maybe it took place in this, whatever, and there was going to be something, maybe, maybe I would be, take it more seriously, but there is no, there is zero, zero plot in here. Zero. There is no plot. All right. Just had to get that out of my system. Ah. Damn, but the bam, but the bam. All right. Enough with that. Let me look at the questions here. Not too many. All right. Let's go to the Twitter questions right here. Uh, Eric, got to wonder, Dave, with uh, what do you wonder, Eric, with the Netflix apparently being total schmucks about the Rebel Moon game? How does Zach feel about the issue? I don't know. I mean, Zach's been pretty happy working with Netflix, and it's certainly... Nowhere near as bad as the crap he had to deal with WB, but still. Well, yeah, obviously it's not. I don't know how he feels about the issue. I'm sure it's like one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's stupid, it sucks. The whole business side of things really sucks. It does. It's like all you want to do is just create, 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 but then you have the business side of things, which sucks. Adrian, what's your honest opinion of the new DCU, Dave? I feel like it's becoming something it shouldn't. Um, uh, my, my whole thing when it comes to the new DCU is, uh, I always look forward to anything DC. I'll give it a shot. I am, I have hopes for it, but, uh, there's a lot riding on the back of Mr. Uh, 
Mr. Silver Spiky Hair, um, Mr. Jimmy Guns. And I'm about uh, right now. I'm about 50 50 that he's going to be able to pull it off. <laughs> I like his approach on it, though. I like the fact that he's going to have a Superman story that is a Superman story that's going to exist in a world that has other heroes. So I'm liking certain details. But yeah, things are very confusing, very confusing. And I'm hoping that when things actually do come out, that uh, that it all kind of makes sense. And I think James Gunn having a unique knowledge, a pretty good knowledge, as opposed to other filmmakers and creators out there has a unique knowledge of how to structure a comic book universe because he's seen the big cheese that is marvel and he's read a lot of comic books and i think maybe he's like figured out he's gonna break the mold a little bit and that's what i hope for devon wooter hey dave i just rewatched season one of peacemaker it's really good yeah i enjoyed it myself do you uh think amanda waller's uh <laughs> walters uh with will kill her daughter for calling her mom out. Nah, she wouldn't do that. She's not that evil. And I watched the raid movies. What's your favorite scenes? Oh yeah. I mean, it's hard to pick a favorite scene out of a raid movie. I mean, the, uh, what was the one, there was like the fight scene in the kitchen when they when he's doing that, like there's like, <laughs> when he's like shuffling his feet, like, oh yeah, there's, uh, too many good scenes, too many good fight scenes in those goddamn movies. And I don't know how they, I don't know how like somebody didn't get killed. And I mean, Sure, people got hurt. Uh, on the raid movies, let's see if ever seen or any movies. Yeah. And then thank you for wishing me a happy birthday. Appreciate that, sir. Appreciate it. Darkness under the wind. Dave, question number one with Peacemaker. Season two now being written and gun clearly paying more attention to Superman Legacy. Do you see Peacemaker season two releasing late 2025? Most likely. That's why I say don't do it. Why would you even waste time? As much as I like the first season, why even waste time? We're sometime in 2026. Uh, it'd probably be late 2025. If, uh, the rebel moon game doesn't happen because of the Netflix lawsuit, do you see the causing problem? This causing problems with Zach's plan to expand this universe. Like for example, you need to put out the plot of the game in a movie or show. Should it be really important for the entirety of the universe? I think they'll work it out. I hopefully, hopefully they'll work it out. And, you know, when it comes to that Bible, I wouldn't be surprised if it get, he's probably going to, re- they're probably going to release it. They'll probably release the Bible. And that probably would help. Mr. Nobody. Hey, Dave. Gunn said he'll go with a lighter, hopeful iteration of Superman, which makes sense because it's safer and I'm not against it because I grew up with the Justice League animated series, even though I loved Cavill's version. I'm with you. I agree. If they're going for a more iconic iteration of Superman, I'm worried it'll be the same as Superman Returns in 20, uh, 20, uh, 2006, which I liked, but it wasn't impactful. I want my Superman to be a little m- bit more like Jon Snow, uh, morally righteous, but not perfect, makes mistakes, at, uh, but learns from them, fights for humanity, embodies the best qualities of humanity. What quality would you like to see in Superman? I actually like what you had to say right there. I do want him to be challenged. I do want him. I mean, Superman is very, it's very difficult. That's why a lot of us love Man of Steel because Zack and Goyer took the approach of like really challenging this character. And I I think Gunn is going to have his own version of that. But yeah, it's going to be more lighthearted. And obviously we've already heard him talk about certain things when it comes to Superman and maybe he'll emphasize some of that too. I don't think it's going to be like a Superman returns. Hopefully not. 
even though, you know, there's some things that were good about Superman Returns, but most things were not. By the way, have you seen Henry Cavill in the trailer of Argyle? Yes, with that crazy flat top hairdo that looks awful, but it makes sense when you see the plot. Because it's like, okay, they're kind of making him look like an action figure. Uh, even though I think he'd be perfect for James Bond, I doubt he'll get it. Probably not. They'll probably go for somebody like, you know, I don't know, younger. Uh, maybe, I don't know. I like that Cavill does action comedy films because I couldn't stop laughing at his hairstyle. Yeah, and a lot of people were, like, complaining about the hairstyle. Whoa, still had that drop. And a lot of people were complaining about the hairstyle in Argyle, and I'm like, yeah, it looked ridiculous when we first saw the images of him. It looked ridiculous. I'll give it that. It very much did look ridiculous, but now that I know the plot is about what we're seeing is, like, these stories... Now it makes sense. And then they even showed like figurines. I'm like, okay, now it makes sense. They wanted to make him look ridiculous because it's a fictional character. Fictional character. So now I'm like, all right, now it makes sense why they put that freaking hair on him. So I'm like, all right, I'm not going to take that too seriously, to be honest. I'm not going to take that too seriously. I'm not going to, there's no reason to. You know, I see, in a, you know, there's, I, I've seen people that don't, do not like Matthew Vaughn. So, of course, they, they think it looks like shit. I, I, I think Matthew Vaughn's made some pretty excellent films. I like the, the Kingsman films. First Class was great. Uh, I like the Kick-Ass films. So, I don't know. Like, to me, and, of course, now he's going to be apparently uh, DC. He's going to be in the DCU. And, of course, we've talked about how he's most likely going to be doing The Authority, which I thought, okay, that actually seems like a pretty good fit for those characters. So... I have nothing, you know, I have no qualms. Uh, Layer Cake. I liked Layer Cake. That was the first, I think that was the first Matthew Vaughn film I actually watched. Or was it Kick-Ass? I don't remember. But I, uh, but I really like Layer Cake as well. Good good stuff. So, I don't know. I think, I think when people heard uh, Matthew Vaughn's Superman pitch, that's where they started going, eh, fuck this guy. Which, I yeah, his Superman pitch, I didn't like it either. I didn't like what he had to say when it came to a Superman pitch as well, but... Yeah, some people just like immediately just were like, yeah, fuck this guy. And I'm like, nah, I still like some of his movies. So, I don't know. I don't know. You know, but Kingsman is awesome. Yeah, I know. I mean, the first one's the best one. Second one was a little, eh, it was fine. It wasn't like the, you know, it still had, it still had, you know, it still was good, but I didn't like it as much as the first. The first one was very memorable. And then when it came to the King's Man, you know, it was a different approach, and I still enjoyed it. I just didn't enjoy it all that much, so. Yeah, that's right. It was with uh, Mark Millar, right? Yeah. Him trashing Zach's movies was just unprofessional. Yeah, yeah. That's where, I, you know, that's where a lot of people turned on him. But, uh, you know, did he actually say, like, Zack Snyder didn't know what he was doing? Or did he just say he didn't like the movies and he just, like, picked them apart? He didn't, like, shit on Zack as a filmmaker, right? I don't know. Did he actually do that? Ah. 33 months. All right. Member. Thank you, Eric, for being a member. 33 months. And like I said, if you guys want to become a member, now, like, what I'm doing right now, uh... Now, like nowadays, like uh, now with things like the way they are, we're just like uh, members, members only stream every Wednesday. So if you want to be a part of that, become a member and uh, do that. Why not? The church, yeah, the church, the church fight scene was like, 
that was an iconic and very memorable scene. So he said it was desperate to make a Superman film, a bright and colorful one, no, a dark one, and the shade was large. Yeah, like yeah, I totally don't agree with what he has said right there. So, but anyways, yeah, if you want to become a member, do so, do so, and I'll see you guys on Wednesday. And like I said, like I said uh, last Friday is. Uh, I'm not going to have a vodka stream this Friday because I'm going to a concert. So, anyways, guys, appreciate you guys clicking in. Make sure you hit that like, thumbs up, and uh, subscribe to the channel. Hit that notification bell and everything. And uh, you guys are awesome. Thank you for the birthday wishes. And thank you for, uh, of course, being fans and all that stuff. All right, guys, love you. I'll talk to you later.